Okay, so we have the recording going. Welcome to everyone. Um, so welcome to the teleseminar. I'm Mark Howard. And um, for those of you new, just a review here. Um, the way it works is I've got, um, I'm going to spend the first half of the teleseminar just kind of speaking to our topic and then open it up for all of you to share um, if you'd like to really encourage people to share. We learn a lot from that part of the teleseminar. Um, so when we get there, um, I'll uh, remind you to do that. And you, if you want to ask questions or share something that uh, uh, made sense to you from today's teleseminar or something about the principles, you would just hit star two on your uh, phone. So that'll come up in a in about a half hour i'll I'll connect with all of you and see um if you'd like to share oh, excuse me um, uh, the other thing uh, in during this teleseminar I have an offer that I'm going to make toward the end of the teleseminar, so you might want to stick around for this offer. I do this about three times a year for people who have been on the teleseminars with me. So I'll describe that to you when we come to an end today in the teleseminar. Okay, a lot to cover, <laughs> a lot of things there to begin with, but I'll remind you about how to connect with us if you'd like to share or answer questions. Um, well, the topic for today, I was trying a little humor with our topic in the sense of, uh, you know, be yourself, you're the only self you have. Um, but what got me interested in this topic is I've been mentoring and coaching people over the summer and it seems like it's becoming in fashion to have, you know, the statement of be yourself. And um, so I got curious about it and um, and started to reflect on that and thought we might talk together about this on the teleseminar. Because for me, um, in my uh, being with Sidney Banks and listening to him and being a student of his, uh, there are some thoughts about the idea of being yourself that I'd like to share with you. Um, so to start with, just practically what comes to mind for me about that saying is, um, to me it means, you know, just be who you are without a lot of thinking about yourself, you know. Um, in the sense of uh, the more we think about ourselves or compare ourselves to our own expectations or our own learned beliefs of how we should be or what we should accomplish or, you know, whenever we do those comparisons, we're really moving away from just naturally just being who we are showing up in life in this day. Um, and we get caught up in a lot of it. I think, uh, as I was mentioning on my uh uh, on the the Missing Link book club that I have monthly, uh, we were talking a bit about how, you know, we're born in this beautiful spiritual essence. And then, of course, we we get contaminated by the level of consciousness we we are born into and begin to gather beliefs and expectations that kind of um, impede us just being ourselves. So uh, basically, I think... Um, the meaning for me of be yourself is just show up in your day and not have a lot of uh, 
self-evaluation thinking, you know. Uh, not You don't want to get caught up in thinking, how am I doing so far today in my day? Um, but Sid really shared something, and he has shared that on some tapes that are out there, audio tapes, and I believe on the Long Beach Lectures uh, series, there's a DVD series of that seminar. And he said, he said, um, just be ordinary. Now, when I heard him say, just be ordinary, it just completely relaxed me. And if you really take to heart his pointing us in the direction of just being ordinary, I mean, I, to me, that really quiets my having to be anything but myself, really. And um, everything else around my expectations or, you know, these ideas of what's, what's been called a self-image or ideas about yourself all carry you away from just being ordinary. And what that really means for me now is you just fall in, into the true nature of who you are. You are like everyone else creating your experience moment to moment in life through the principles. You are these principles. And when you look at just being ordinary, um, it doesn't mean that you're just simple, a simple, you know, simple. It really moves you deeper to just being this true nature, expressing yourself moment to moment with these beautiful gifts of thought and consciousness. And um, so practically, this idea around that's more fashionable now, be yourself, just simply means living your day without thinking so much about yourself. So, again, it could be the idea of living impersonally uh, as a spiritual energy compared to living personally, thinking about yourself all the time, you see, or taking things personal. Um, but Sid, I think, went deeper when he said, just be ordinary. And if you if you really look at that and can get the feeling of that, that really is just simply being being yourself without a lot of thinking about how you should be, what you ought to be doing, anything like that. It's a beautiful feeling to just uh, be ordinary and just be like what you are, which is like connected to everything, everybody else using thought and consciousness to create your experience of life, including your experience of yourself. So that's the kind of practical um, kind of level of looking at the statement of be yourself. Uh, if we take it deeper, and I would really encourage all of you, when you have questions about life or people pose a question to you about what you're learning, to go back within you and and stand with what your understanding is of the principles. Um, so if we take um, be yourself uh, deeper through the spiritual nature of what we are, then we really see that we're just spiritual energy manifesting in a form moment to moment. And um, we are these principles and we're just being whatever, our, we, we're just creating moment to moment our life experience, including the experience we're having of ourselves. So in actuality, there really isn't a self. 
I mean, you know, growing up and so forth, we get thoughts about a solid form, you know, as being this solid form. And we think of ourselves being certain ways, you know, uh, maybe you're shy, uh, maybe you're friendly, uh, maybe you're outgoing, you know, maybe uh, you're kind. Um, and that just comes over, that just comes from, you know, thinking of yourself over the years. But really, if you take it a step deeper, you're just spiritual energy forming every moment. And um, rather than it looking like um, a film, every moment you're just a moment of um, creation. Uh, and if we really slow down that creation, you would see that there's just this, you know, nanosecond of a creation and another nanosecond of a creation. And it looks like something. But really, um, you're just mind manifesting through thought and consciousness. Now, what is meaningful about looking spiritually or into formless energy, what we are part of in this way, is that it again speaks to the hope of understanding the principles. You see, if you're not really, um, um, you know, uh, a solid kind of form, like you're just a kind person, you're a worrier, um, you're gentle, you're introverted, you're extroverted. I know when I was using a business coach, uh, she would talk about business plans for introverts in business and business plans for extroverts. Well, again, you know, that's just an idea of yourself, looking at yourself over a history of time and thinking you are this. But if we really take it back to you're just this formless energy of mind manifesting moment to moment, then you're not a personality. You see, that's the hope. You see, you're, the whole hope is that you're not a static form. Um, and that hope is if you're not a personality or a static form or a static self, you know, an unchanging self, this form, then you can change. You can really move beyond um, whatever you think you are. So people are held into what might be considered a personality because they look at themselves with habitual thoughts about who they are. And they create that person, you know. They create that. Now, there's nothing wrong in that. I mean, there's nothing wrong in recognizing you live, you know, you're kind or you're generous. Um, I'm just wanting to go a little deeper to see that, um, uh, we're not solid that way. We're not a personality. And that gives the hope that we can change and live with more understanding. And as more understanding of our true nature or the nature of the principles or the nature of life comes to us through insights, um, we really live in a different level of consciousness. And that's really the hope of the principles for everyone because, you know, everyone feels so bad about themselves when they uh, find themselves caught up in repetitive um, ways that 
you know, they feel bad about. And they kind of think, you know, they're locked into that way um, the rest of their lives. But if we go deeper, um, we just see that just some thought-created idea. That's just an idea created from the way we're thinking about ourselves or the the way we take in other people's ideas about us. You know, I remember um, when I was a freshman, um, I, I took this kind of a course in the community. Uh, and um, this teacher kept saying, you're a leader, you're a leader. And uh, it kind of uh, affected me because I kept trying to live up to being a leader. And... Um, and thought that I was, that he's seen something in me that, uh, but it, it, uh, got me judging myself. Uh, now maybe he saw some characteristics that, uh, I had about myself that, um, people would connect with me. But when I started to take that on as a personality, you see, as a way to be, um, uh, I had to live up to that. And that caused me a lot of that caused me a lot of stress and and judgments because there were times I didn't care to be a leader, you see. Um, but that would always crop into my mind. So we learn ways about ourselves that get us thinking that we're a personality. And I just want to help in terms of today's um teleseminar to see that um that's just learned ideas and the hope of understanding that we are continually manifesting through thought and consciousness um, our experience of life and our experience of ourselves, then we have a hope to think beyond the habits of thought we've created so far about ourselves, you see. So one way of looking at be yourself is every moment you look at yourself, you're just looking at yourself at a certain level of consciousness, so every moment you're at a level of consciousness, you're at a level of thinking, you're at a level of understanding, you're at a level of awareness, all ways of talking about the same thing. And um, and that's ever-changing. Um, and when you have a realization about the principles, uh, that moves you to a, a higher level of understanding and there you have the capacity to live beyond your condition, beyond whatever you've learned to think about yourself or who you are or your self-image or your so-called personality. And uh, that's a big thing because it frees us up uh, to just live, you see. So, again, we look at... Um, the feeling of uh, be yourself or be ordinary or just live um, those kind of statements as really being in the feeling of not thinking of yourself so seriously, not taking yourself so personally, live in an impersonal world and um, and just live and see what uh, it manifests through you the next moment. So it's kind of more of a hands-on approach rather than, I mean, a hands-off approach rather than a hands-on approach. See, when you think you have to be a certain way, 
uh, you have to live up to a certain idea that you were given or you've made up for yourself. You're a hands-on approach. And Sid, in talking to us many times, would say things like, you know, just live. Like I said earlier, be ordinary. Um, live in the flow of life. All of that is hands-off. Live more in the impersonal uh, nature and uh, see where that takes you. And to me, that's a much more easier way of going about life or a much more um, hopeful way of going about life or a much, a much more kind of discovery way of going about life. So it's really valuable to take a look at any question that arises about your understanding back to, well, what are the principles? What do you know of the principles to answer the question? And in terms of being yourself, it's really just seeing that you want to see that you are just this energy manifesting in life through thought and consciousness moment to moment. And um, you're here in life in a form, um, but it's not a locked-in form. Um, and it can be kind of an ever-deepening uh, understanding of, of who you are. Uh, it always is, you know, like the, the, the school uh, on Salt Spring Island talks a lot about our true nature. Well, every moment of insight allows us to see more clearly, get, touch, get in touch with more of um, the true spiritual nature of who we are. So you can see that you can hear this um, fashionable statement of be yourself and kind of think, well, what does that mean? You know, how can you not be yourself, you know, <laughs> really? Um, and then try to work at that. Whereas you are already uh, the true expression um, of your true nature if you would not think so much about yourself. So the quieter you are about yourself, the more you truly live in the deeper essence of uh, just live as you just live, be yourself, uh, be ordinary. And um, now... I I have eyes for that. I've heard that many times through the years in my uh, talking with Sidney Banks and listening to his tapes and, and readings. But I don't live that perfectly. But but I've got I've grasped the essence of that so that when I start to put pressure on myself because I'm comparing. Um, or I have some expectation that's still alive in my thinking. Um, what we're talking about today together comes to my mind. And it, and when it comes to my mind, I could settle into the feeling of, well, wait a minute, Mark, just be ordinary here. Quiet down about your concern about yourself. Uh, just quiet back into, um, what Sid tells about, tells you to live life. So that's what's beautiful about gaining realizations, insights, gaining the feeling of um, the principles because it will, it will occur to you. It isn't that you um, take on, again, something else now about how to live your life 
So not just be yourself, but now be ordinary too. It isn't like that. It's just to get the deeper essence of what that word means, you know, what that saying means and get the feeling for it. And as you get the feeling for it, you'll just uh, live more in, in your relaxed true nature, you see. So it isn't like, you know, take these practical um, statements that Sydney Banks shared with us and try to live that way. It's really to hear the deeper essence of that. Uh, and the deeper essence of that is um, uh, is that you're just this pure energy forming moment to moment. And you don't want to keep thinking of, about how you're doing. And it, when you can quiet down how you're doing or comparisons or self-evaluation, you'll be in the feeling of um, just being ordinary, just living in your true nature, just living in the flow of life or the flow of this intelligence we're a part of. And um, and thereby uh, have the hope that you'll be able to see more, to transcend some of the habitual thinking you still bring, still comes into your mind and grabs your attention. And that's the hope, again, of understanding uh, the principles in that uh, uh, you can always think beyond the learning you've had to this moment about yourself. Um, and that's really beautiful because the minute you free up from one of the habits you have of how you consider yourself or how you describe yourself or what you think of yourself, um, you become more. And it moves you more toward um, your true nature of love and understanding, of creativity, of just living in happiness and well-being. So I wanted to, to, to today uh, look at this saying that's been in fashion uh, that I've listened, that I've heard over the last couple of months of mentoring people about be yourself. And again, looked at some of the practical aspects of that. And, you know, Sid's directing us to just be ordinary, to just live your life, and to the deeper essence that you are not a defined self. You are not a personality. Um because you could always rise beyond the thinking you have of yourself that makes it look like you have a personality or you are this self. Again, it's not to um, mean you shouldn't recognize how you move into life in ways and uh, think in life that, that um, really manifest your goodwill. It's just to help you free up from thinking you're a locked-in personality or you have limitations. Um, because when you think of yourself as a solid personality, people think of themselves as having limitations. And if you weren't the, if you weren't capable of transcending your conditioned thinking, then no one could change. And this is the hope of the principles that. Uh, 
we can transcend our conditioned thinking and thereby live at a higher level of understanding of life, live free of some of the contaminants we picked up in our lives of how, how, how we should be. It allows us to look at some ideas that were passed our, our way, passed to us, and see uh, what makes sense there. We can look at them as we looked at it in the book, The Missing Link, the chapter we were reading this last week uh, around, um, you know, um, just be ordinary. Uh, so like for me, you know, when somebody passed a thought on to me that I'm a leader, uh, with an understanding of thought, I could look at that and see, well, what, what, does that make any sense? Uh, how does that add up? But I don't have to be, that doesn't have to dis- define me, you see. That doesn't have to be anything I compare myself to. It's just an idea to see, you know, is it something um, that I could use um, rather than something that I am? And what you truly are, if we really want to go deep, is you just truly are the spiritual energy, this intelligence in the universe that's created life, and um, that energy is manifesting in you, through you, and thought and consciousness allow you to form something moment to moment. You, your experience of you, your experience of life. And um, and when you get a little feeling for that, then you could re- relax thoughts that uh, that you're defined that define you into something, and just see it's open for you uh, to just live life and see what you know what you think of next. Really, it's just live life and see what you think of next, and then you can weigh that. You know. If that's something that, you know, you want to move toward or just kind of drop. So you get this freedom. Sid always talked about freedom, and this is kind of the freedom. The freedom, you know, it's not, it looks like choice. But, again, when you look at it with an understanding, it looks just kind of natural to say, oh, I'll go that way. I'll just try this out for a little bit, see if it fits me. Uh, but when people look at you doing that, it looks like you've chosen that rather than another way, which in the physical world you have, but it isn't like mm, a strategy that you're choosing. It just looks like, I don't know, uh, it makes sense. You know, it adds up. It just follows the feeling of, of an insight you had. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you today some practical thoughts about be yourself um, and then look at it with a deeper understanding of the principles. So um, I just wanted to stop here today for a second and check in with all of you. Um, And I really, you know, developed the teleseminars to really also hear from the community of people who, who are with us today and hear from you, your thoughts or questions. So I want to open it up and uh, see a couple of things. If you have any questions about today's teleseminar, if you want to share anything that came to you, 
or if you want to share anything about your understanding of the principles, okay? And uh, to do that, you have to hit star two on your phone and, and a hand comes up on the screen and I'll see that you want to share something. And I really welcome you to do that. Okay, so we have somebody here. Uh, it looks like Catherine. Catherine, is that you? It is me, yeah. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Nice to hear your voice. Um, so along with this topic, um, so I, let's, let's just assume I'm in this scenario. I'm, I'm going along in the flow. I feel happy and, and um, comfortable. And then all of a sudden, someone else has a thunderstorm. And um, uh, this is just, um, it, it seems to be something that's difficult for me when someone else is um, uh, defining me into something. And then what happens is I, I kind of take in their ideas about them. And it's very, I find it difficult to um, to let that go. And so I hear what you're saying, and I love it. Um, the idea of just not taking myself so personally um, or not taking my, actually for me it would be not taking my suffering about myself so personally. Um, I mean, I hear those words, but when it feels as if I've done something that um, would make someone else happy and then, you know, there's a misunderstanding and as it turned out last week, the misunderstanding it was fine. We talked about it, and they had misunderstood something I had said, which was kind of with a British sense of humor. And um, and then at the end of the conversation, they were fine with it. But I'm holding on to I'm holding on to it. So I wonder if you could speak to to this idea of taking in other people's ideas of us and um, and making that personal. Well, I think uh, being in the human condition, I've seen that is something we do. I think we've learned, at least in the culture uh, of the Western world, it's something we've picked up in life to do. Um, So you're part of this club to take people's uh, either actions toward us or thoughts of us personally. Um, so I'm going to start with something. I hope you don't think it's it's crude, but I want to. This isn't. This is kind of outside the principles understanding, and I'll take it to a principles understanding. But uh, when I was in my fellowship uh, at a hospital working with a supervisor in clinical psychology, I was in a meeting, and uh, somebody was passing around criticisms, and it landed on me, and I took it really personal. And my supervisor said, look, when you're in a meeting and people are passing around turds, just let, just pass it on. Don't take, don't hold on to it, you know. And so I know that's a little crude, but it really made the point to me. So here's the understanding. We're vulnerable in the human condition uh, to think about ourselves. And, uh, and when people... Uh, act in ways towards us or make comments about ourselves and we get we get caught up in um, uh, of uh, you know taking that 
as a truth about ourselves, it, it will impact us. And um, I love that, that that you had a way with this person to go about getting an understanding. Um, but again, when we uh, when it affects us, we just looked at it as if there's some truth to it and uh, or we judge the the person for saying it to us or um it's fit some idea or some image we have of uh not being appreciated or uh thought of um thought of in a negative light so um Holding on to it for me or anybody else is because um I don't know we we take it seriously we we don't see that as just a thought or an idea somebody had in a lower level of consciousness uh or it is an idea about ourselves that we're vulnerable about and thinking of our self image that um we don't want to be this way or we don't want to be thought of this way. So when whenever people are holding on to an idea about themselves, it's just um, they haven't really seen that it's still just a thought. It's not who it not really it doesn't really define them. It isn't who they truly are, and um, it's just an idea at a lower level of understanding that somebody had about us, and they voiced it, or we have about ourselves, and we're a little vulnerable to to think about it that way. So I hope that was helpful. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I think that um, the more we can see ourselves um, that, you know, we're given the learning through our lives, the way that uh, thoughts have been passed to us about who we are, we have vulnerabilities around how we think about ourselves, you know? Uh, Like, um, we might always want to be thought of as a generous person. So when somebody accuses us of not being generous, it hits that vulnerability. But when we just see that um, that really doesn't define us, it's just some idea about how we want to be. It frees us up. Uh, but again, you know, until we see that um, thinking about ourselves as just thought, we'll be a little vulnerable to, to getting serious about that or taking it personal. And I think the way to work it out in a relationship is, I think the way Catherine, I'm assuming the way Catherine went about it, which is that they had some talk about it and it found some resolution. But again, you know, we um, might tend to gnaw on it, you know, like a dog gnawing on a bone. Or let me dig up my buried bone here. You know, even though we've uh, moved on, I still got my buried, my buried bone. How dare they think of me this way? Or you see, and I'm just laughing about it because we're all the same. And, um, and so all you want to do is see, oh, there I go again. I'm just knowing on that vulnerability I have uh, to think I'm better than that. And 
And all we want to do is just kind of come back, go lightly about it, and hope to see something deeper about that aspect of ourselves that still gets caught. See, there's no strategy to um, looking at ourselves in a different light on some area we think about ourselves. It's just that we want to help ourselves by reflection to see, well, can I deepen my understanding to where I um, kind of transcend that vulnerability? But, you know, uh, it's a constant evolution uh, to understand more about some of the things um, we think about ourselves or gnaw on about ourselves when they come up. And uh, again, you know, the more we can move into just be ordinary, um, just live life, uh, these are just ideas we have, we grew up in having about ourselves. And if we can move there, uh, that quietness helps us and somewhere along the way we'll see that in a different light. So I hope that was helpful to people and to Catherine. Anybody else have something they'd like to share or ask about? Just hit star two on uh, your your phone. We have a lot of people I'd love to hear from. Anybody, anything, anything you'd like to share about the principles or the understanding for today? Oh, we do. We have somebody here. Um, this, it's, and we, so first we're going to start with, uh, is it Julie? From, is it Julie? Uh, that's the name that's coming up. Yeah, that's my daughter's name. My name is Janet. Oh, hi, Janet. Janet. Hi. Janet. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Janet. I live in the Central Valley and, um, I went to um, a weekend. My doctor recommended that I go to a weekend about the three principles in Kahlua, or Kailua, not Kahlua, uh, uh, on the island of Oahu two weekends ago. And I was desperate enough with my thinking and my situation that I went. And I trust my doctor. And um, so... It was a two-and-a-half-day seminar, and I don't remember the ladies' names. One was Chris, I think, Christina. Yeah, Christina maybe. Yes. And, Christine yes, Heath. and Rita. Rita, yes. And, and they Rita, were wonderful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the first night, I was so relieved because they said, don't take notes, you know, don't overthink what we're talking about. And I really didn't have a clue what they were talking about. I'm 62, and I've never heard any of these things in my life. And so I just basically stared out the window at this beautiful view of the ocean. I thought, fine, you know, this is what I really need. <laughs> and then just to relax. And then the second day I started to kind of get angry because I was trying to solve what I perceived to be this huge problem that was ruining my life. And I didn't uh, see how I could make any progress with what they were telling us. Uh, sharing with us, and so I started to feel frustrated, but I thought, okay, I'm just going to keep an open mind and, you know, um, just listen and just try to uh, not think about what's going on. And so then the third day, which was a Sunday, I had 
what I would call an epiphany. It was like, um, it was like insight just doesn't do it justice because this thing that I perceived to be this huge problem that was ruining my life was something that I had created by my negative thought patterns in my own mind. And I was listening to a lady, I mean, this is all very, very new to me, but I was listening to a lady talk about being a teacher and I had been a teacher and and how, you know, we never take offense or a good teacher wouldn't take offense at what her students say to her. And so I started reflecting on, I'm a retired teacher, on how I would never um, take offense from the way a student behaved. And I was always really uh, careful not to crush a child's spirit. And um, and as a single mom, those things carried over, although there were times that I did get more emotional with my own two children. But I still was so cognizant of not crushing their feelings. And then I thought about my husband, and I thought over the last five years, I have done nothing but attempt to crush his spirit. <laughs> and um, because of my background with men, and that's the past, and I leave, you know, that I can learn from that, but that is not a, a an issue anymore. But I just was able to see how I had been creating this negative environment that was causing things to happen because of my negative thinking. And so... I didn't cry. I didn't get emotional. I didn't feel remorseful. I just recognized it for what it was. And I came home. I feel like I'm a completely different person. Yeah. It feels it feels like this chunk of something has been removed from, from my brain. And I just don't even perceive things the way that I had been perceiving them. I really feel like I was set free, um, mm-hmm. and it was such a shock to me because, you know, it it didn't take any effort um, other than getting on a plane and going to a beautiful place, you know. It really didn't yeah. take any any effort, and, and it was just, like, so freeing to me and so encouraging, and I feel so hopeful now that I that I have begun to learn about this tool that it has already changed my life. And what you're talking about today is really significant to me as well because I grew up and my mother is Irish and she said, oh, we're Irish, we had bad tempers and we, uh, you know, basically just come unhinged very easily and we're passionate people. And And my mother also told me a lot, like, you're not strong enough to do this, you're not strong enough to do that. Um, and after I left that conference, I felt so empowered. I thought, um, my heritage has nothing to do with who I am. And, um, all of these notions that my mother had planted in my head were untruths. And I actually felt like I'm strong enough to do anything that I really want to do. And um, so I just came away feeling so empowered and just set free from so many things. So I really appreciate what you're saying um, because I've noticed since I've been home, I've done things just unconscious without thinking about it, like being really kind to my husband, saying something in a really kind way, and I'm like, oh, 
where did that come from? I think that's the real me. Um, yes, that's Somebody true. that I was yeah. repressing. So yeah. anyway, that's, I, I wanted to share that. And, you know, thank you for this conference because I'm just so this tele, uh conference or whatever you're calling it because I'm so <laughs> eager eager to continue on with this learning. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful sharing of um, of what, what the power is of this understanding. And, and again, you know, it coming from you. And you just see something um, in like what you called an epiphany. And it just a new, you just understand. Um, and also... Uh, what we've been talking about today, you know, around our true nature just starts showing up because in the words of the principles, you're living at another level of understanding. So it's just a beautiful sharing of um, how um, we are a part of something that allows us to transcend our learning. And thank you for adding that other piece that fits today's uh, teleseminar about how we grow up, you know, with uh, innocently now, innocently, people around us uh, describing us. And we think we're this personality or we think we're lacking. Now, this is an innocent process because everybody that's sharing that about us has been affected by their learning when they grew up. So it isn't like uh, an intentional thing. They just don't have an understanding of what is really going on. But thanks for sharing that because you could see from what I would call an insider realization, you could you can manifest more of who you truly are rather than live under the uh, pressures of what other people's thinking is that we've taken in. So thank you for sharing. That was just really beautiful. There's another person who has a question, but what I want to do is share with you my offer before we go to that third person. Um, and uh, because it may take us to the end of today's call. So the offer for today was, which I do three times a year, is offer people who are on the teleseminars a chance to meet with me for um, a 30-minute free coaching session. So uh, for for being part of my teleseminars over the year and... Um, uh, and wanting to to deepen your own learning, um, and I support that by offering uh, at three times a year for people on my teleseminar a chance to meet with me if you want to uh, for a thirty minute free coaching session. So all you need to do if you would like that is to email me at Dr. Mark Howard, Dr. Mark Howard. Dr. Mark Howard at Comcast.net. And so I'm going to start those next week, and it'll be a limited time for the next uh, four weeks. And if you'd like to have a free coaching session with me on, the, on your understanding of the principles, just email me and we'll follow that up um, for people who are on the teleseminars. Um, so uh, I just wanted to offer that to people as, a way to thank you for being part of the teleseminars and to see if I could be further to support for you uh, for people who are on the teleseminars. Um, oh, my God, it looks like we lost that person. Um, 
well, sorry we couldn't get to you. Um, you. If you have a question and you listen to the recording and you had your hand up, email me your question and I'll, I'll try to answer that as well. Anybody else have anything they want to share with the time remaining? Um, any other questions or anything about today's uh, teleseminar that uh, made sense to you? Well, again, you know, um, again, see the innocence in life. You know, uh, Roger Mills, who was one of the original pioneers um, uh, who uh, spent the, actually bought a home on Salt Spring Island in the 70s and spent time there, would always talk about psychological innocence. So, again, you know, you can't grow up in life without some vulnerabilities to, to people describing you in certain ways, particular family and friends, and innocently we take it on and we think that's who we are. And over the years, we don't realize that it was just somebody's ideas that were passed our way. And we don't, we lose sight of that and begin to, to consider that we are this way. Or sometimes we get caught up in a certain way of, um, thinking about life that causes us anxiety or depression and we start to define ourselves that way. And I just wanted, in terms of uh, our teleseminar today, for us to see that's just what, what happened. We just up against learned thoughts, habits of thought, and um, we want to look beyond that to our true nature. It was like that person I shared in other teleseminars who was depressed for 25 years and then all of a sudden when I asked her, well, when are you happy? And she said, well, I'm happy when I'm sleeping and when I wake up, I'm happy. And I asked her, well, what happened to that? And she said, well, by the time my feet hit my slippers, I remember I'm depressed. I think about how I was a bad wife. I think about how no friends will call me. And all of a sudden she woke up to the fact that she has been defining herself with thinking. She, once she started to think she was depressed, all these other thoughts came in to fortify that idea. And she, she saw herself as a depressed personality. But once she saw the truth of that, it went by the wayside. She was no longer depressed. And she started to see things in the truth of it. She just started to see, wait a minute. I just started to think people didn't want to talk with me. I just started to think I was a bad wife, but I was really good to my husband. Of course, I had some ways about me. So you see, she just started to transcend thinking she was a depressed personality. And for 25 years, she believed she was a depressed personality. So today's talk was just, again, to open up the fact that we aren't a defined, solid personality. How? Because we can always live at another level of consciousness. As Sid said, there are infinite levels of consciousness. So you always have an opportunity to evolve, to think of yourself at a higher level of understanding. So um, 
that that's what I wanted to bring people to today on our teleseminar call. So I just want to check in one more time if anybody else has anything more they'd want to add to today or have a question about, just hit star two. And um, love to hear from you. Um, so we have one more person taking us to the end of the call. It, what I have as a name is Kana. Yeah, it's Arvind. Yes. Oh, hi. Hi, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I kind of got into the seminar halfway through, so I probably, uh, my question might be a repeat. Okay. So I have, I've I've been talking to a friend of mine about the principle, and uh, the topic came up is, the personality is decided by the environment and the gene. So I was trying to point him out if it is, you know, it's not, you know, if there are people who have in the same environment um, uh, be different, but that yeah. doesn't cut out to, you know, realizing, oh, it's, pos- it's possible. It's not, it had nothing to do with the environment or the gene. How would you um, or, um, explain this situation or um, let them um, make them uh, understand. Well, there's two things, and we can look at that in a- another time. If you'd like to have that free coaching session with me, we could go into it a little further. But there's two things. Okay. Um, again, the the point today was to help people see beyond that idea um, ah. that you know, beyond the idea that there's even a personality. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we, we learn ways to think about ourselves. True, we do learn them from our environment. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, growing up, we get influenced by the thinking of people around us and our own thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but But we're more than... We're more than whatever that is. We're more than even our genetic makeup because we are a spiritual energy uh, with the intelligence beyond our biology or beyond our environment. So when a person like like, um, Janet talked about, you could Mm -hmm. see that in a moment, in a moment, in a sitting in a seminar, she rose in her understanding beyond the influences of her environment. She mm-hmm. rose beyond the, the, in, the influences of what her mother said. And, and, and that's the hope of the principles because, again, you know, if you just gain a, a realization from this wisdom we are all a part of, you gain knowledge that takes you beyond the learning you have grown up with from your environment. So you learn to think about yourself from your environment, for example, but but you can look at life beyond that learning, beyond the environment, and beyond your genes. Your genes don't give you thoughts. So mm-hmm. that's what I think about. But if you're wanting to help people with an understanding, then you have to listen. You don't want to mm-hmm. teach it right, right away. Uh, oh. You want to listen. You want to listen to them. Well, how? For you might ask them. Well, how is that important to you? How mm-hmm. can you hear at all what I'm saying to you? 
what do you hear of what I'm saying to you? So whenever you want to share your understanding, you have to listen first because if you start to teach uh, something about the principle to someone who's saying, no, it's this, it only leads to them getting more uh, debating more. So mm-hmm. you really want you really want to listen to them and ask them about you want to get to know how is it that they see it that way, and when you can see it like the way they see it, you can help yourself teach it. So, um, so so those are my points to what you're sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I um I didn't um when I was talking about that I didn't uh realize there is we are talking beyond the thought itself. Yeah, we're we're really talking about the the fact that um we can understand um the nature of thought and what we've learned to be from our environment. We can look at that beyond the level at which we were taught it. So mm-hmm. it, like um, Janet was talking about, so Janet's mother learned from her parents uh, mm-hmm. to, to think of themselves a certain way, and she passed it on to her daughter, um, mm-hmm. Kath, uh, uh, Janet. Mm-hmm. But Janet mm-hmm. just realized, wait a minute here, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why we're not a personality. We're just this pure energy of understanding, of of love, of well-being, of a creative, creative soul. Well, thank yeah. you for contributing. And, um, thank you. We're, we're going to need to come to a stop for today. And again, I just remind you, I'm offering to everybody on the teleseminar a time for us to just talk together, a free coaching session. And if you'd like that, email me at Dr. Mark Howard at comcast.net. Um, and then again, for everybody who's on the call, you'll be receiving a recording of the call. And um, you'll be receiving a recording of the call. So it'll, it should come to you within the next few days or so. Again, thank you so much for being on the teleseminar with me. I love people who were participating. I loved what you had to share. It was really helpful for us. And uh, look forward to you all on our next call next month. Have a good uh, uh, remain, uh, remain, have a good time with the remaining time of summer. <laughs> I tried to get that out. All right, everybody. Take care and um, talk with you all later. Bye. <laughs>